podcast is completely unrelated to string or twine. It means to have a chat, a discussion, generally very informal, often had amongst friends, neighbours and associates. Hello, mate. Hello, welcome back. Uh, you got the welcome in before I did. <laughs> I knew you were going to say It's now it. a race. <laughs> oh, yeah. How yeah. you do, mate? Oh, yeah, I do okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yes. Great. Doing well. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, what's happening today? Mm, not much. Just day. day in the life, you know? Mm, day in the life. Speaking of. <laughs> yesterday I uh, filmed my first day in the life Did vlog. You? Putting it together at the moment. So it'll be on uh, at M Around the Globe. On the YouTube. YouTube channel. Lovely. Very soon. Exciting stuff, mate. Exciting times. You're a YouTuber now. Oh, oh am I ever with those <laughs> three subscribers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Uh, so please subscribe if you <laughs> if you listen to this, mate. You subscribed? Uh, yeah, I'm the first for view. Some reason. First subscriber. Thank you. Um, for some reason, thirteen views now. By the way, lovely skyrocketing. Um, for some reason, when you subscribed, I got an email. Mm. When the other two people subscribed, I got nothing. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes it does that. I don't know why. Riddle me that. Yeah, and then you just don't know who the other people are. Yeah, it's and weird. I'd really like to know. Hmm. YouTube's weird. I hope that. it's a uh, friend of the show, Michaela Kelda, otherwise I'm going to be pretty <laughs> mad. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know, Mac, when you listen to this. <laughs> uh, um, How are you? What, what have you got for Goss? Goss. Hmm. I, oh, I don't know. I actually don't really have any, to be honest. Yeah. It's been a bit of a, just a, you know. A bit of a bland one. Bland week. Yeah. It's my birthday, when, when this podcast comes out, it's my birthday uh, tomorrow. Ooh. The big two, four. Ooh. I'm not doing anything exciting. Well, we're going out for dinner on the Friday with friends, and then I'm just doing like some family dinners. Yeah. On the weekend. That's nice. Nothing too serious, just relaxed on this year good yeah that's lovely what's that um do you want to tell the listeners what incredible present you got for your birthday oh yes (laughs) (laughs) i got an early well i guess it's not really it's not early it's It's not early but you know about it early (laughs) but it was organized early yeah so i have emily and mac friend of the show and bindu friend of the show (laughs) have all chipped in to get me a it's called like a soul blueprint package, which is like a birth chart astrology reading. Mm. Um, so basically it's, I'm doing the call on, she only had like January dates. So basically she'll like, I think, I assume she'll email me like a document, like a 15 page document of mm. like a reading, like based on my chart after she's generated it and like interpreted it herself. And your fortune. Yes. Great. And what's in store for me. <gasps> and what it all means. Cause what does it all mean? I feel like people interpret things differently. So yeah. it'll be interesting. And then after that, I get a one hour Zoom call with her to like discuss it and like ask any questions or like ask questions like what does it mean for, you know, what does it say about money? What does it say about family? Like. If I, I got given a 15 page document, my question would be just, can you tell me it all? Can like, you can just... you explain it all? <laughs> can that be done in this hour? I'd be so overwhelmed yeah. by a 15 page document. Well, I'm sure, I'm hopefully she'll send the document like a few weeks before the reading so I can like really have study. enough time and to really will. take it in. Oh, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You need that time because 15 pages, that's a lot. That's a lot. And these readings, hey, like, when we do our readings, like we're about to, they just, they are, they're a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Mm. So, yeah, no, really, really keen for that. Very grateful. It's something that I've been wanting to do for ages. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's very exciting. Good, Happy mate. B-Day to me. Happy, oh, should we sing on the no. potty? Yes, I think we will. No, no. Happy birthday no. to All you. All right, on to the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're 
we're just going to pull a daily tarot, even though it is nearly six o'clock at night when we're recording this. But Can uh, I pull two because two are really speaking to me. No, you haven't <laughs> even touched the cards yet. Oh my god! But I just know. I know me. All right, I'm going to give the cards a shuffle, and I'm sorry. I know some people don't really aren't interested in tarot or like astrology or anything. So if you're not interested, just skip this part. Yeah, skip just along. Skip a few like we'll allow it. Minutes. Yeah. Don't do it too often, but you know. Yeah, at least one time won't hurt. Maybe just listen. Maybe <laughs> open your horizons. Don't limit yourself. Great. All right. What do oh, you got, I mate? Pulled this the other day. Nine of Pentacles. No, Knight of Swords. Reverse. <laughs> it's the young man of twenty-five years again. What? <laughs> what could it all mean? Oh God. This all right, you figure out up. what that means. Yeah. And I'll draw yeah. my card. Or cards. Card, yeah, exactly. Don't limit yourself, mate. Like I always say, uh, just shuffling the cards. <laughs> I can sense to me. <laughs> that this card that I pull out is really going to tell me what's in store over the next twelve months. Great. A lot's riding on this card. <laughs> and please, if you've had any cool tarot experiences. Uh, shout out Linda Wilson. I'm sure you have. Let us know on at havingayarn.podcast. I'd love to hear. Yeah, we'd love to hear stories. Interesting. All right. Um, should I read my description while you're still picking through? Yeah, I just don't know which one. The Reverse Knight of Swords. Swords? Is that Yes, yes swords. It's got a W? Swords. 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 Yeah, I just, I said that then and I was like, that doesn't sound right. Oh, mate. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Can appear in a tarot reading when you are brimming with energy and motivation but cannot effectively channel and release this energy. You are growing restless and frustrated because you want to take action but something is holding you back. Perhaps the timing isn't right. You don't have enough resources or you're relying on someone else who isn't ready. You need to find alternative ways to release this energy. Otherwise, you're going to burst. Similarly, the Knight of Swords reverse suggests that you have little direction and are making rash, impulsive decisions, pulling others down with you. Your thoughts are scattered and you're constantly changing your mind. If you're leading others, this can be very confusing and frustrating for all involved. Um, the reverse knight of swords can also suggest that you need to slow down mm, mm. classic for you <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're at risk of so- severe burnout and exhaustion mm. you want to be involved in everything but you're not succeeding at anything due to this roving energy as such you are comp- accomplishing very little and growing more tired by the day take some time out so that you can first ground yourself gather your thoughts and concentrate on your on only the top priorities that's quite brutal isn't it Straight to the point. Is that resonating? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Mm. Like, I'm, if I take anything from it, it's like, I do need to slow down. There's mm. often times where I do, you know, throw too many eggs into the basket. And all mm. those eggs survive. I hope they're boiled. Uh, hard boiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good mate. Well, you, you take it, because the cards have been telling you that for a while. <laughs> have they? Yeah. Mm. I feel like that always comes up in your cards. Some In some way or so. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this? Get it, mate. Oh, that is... The Lovers. The Lovers upside down. (laughs) Oh, you know it's going to be good, don't you? (laughs) So it says, Love affairs, romance building again within marriage. Sounds accurate for me. Relationship, relatives, loving relationship you could share with a friend. Upside down, mate. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? Shed some light. Okay. The lovers reversed. Ooh. That's where it gets nerve-wracking for me is when the card's reversed. It can signal a time when you are out of sync with those around you, particularly your loved ones. You may find your relationships are strained and communication is challenging. Mm-hmm. Does it, it seem as if you are not just on the same page and no longer share the same values? If so, come back to your reason you have... Come back to the reason you have this person in your life. If you love him or her unconditionally, know this moment shall pass and the best you can do is bring love and compassion to the situation. In other cases, you may realize that you have simply grown apart and it's time to move on. If your relationship continues to be 
peppered by arguments and a lack of respect for one another, then it could be time to let go on yourself and do what's best for you. The lover's reverse can also reflect that the feelings within a relationship are not mutual. One person may be more emotionally involved than the other and this gap could lead to disappointment and insecurity later down the track. You may be reluctant to open your heart to the relationship for fear of getting hurt. It also speaks to self-love and respect. To what extent do you honour and accept who you are and value and the value you offer in this world? Be mindful too. If you look at other people and wish you were more like them, understand that if you can recognise these traits in others, it is because you have them within you. The lover's reverse shows up in a reading. If the lover's reverse shows up in a reading, you might face a tough choice with significant consequences. Instead of making a decision based on your values, you feel tempted to cut corners and avoid responsibility for your actions. You may think you can get away with it, but the reverse lover's impl- implores you to think again and choose the path most in alignment with your highest good, no matter how hard it might be. That was a lot. What are your mm. thoughts, mate? I don't know. It's a bit... Like, the first part, I was like, nah, it doesn't make any sense. I'm also talking about Brent. He's upset with me. My dog. <laughs> don't know. Interesting. Um, They've both been pretty brutal. Yeah. Very harsh cards, aren't mm. they? I don't like it when it's reversed. Why? It's a bad sign. It's, just... it's a bad omen. Is it? Yeah. I'm just mm. putting it out there. Okay. It's not a good thing. All right, well. Oh, yeah. On to the end. Yeah, let's hit it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to tell the listeners? Yeah. Give a little introduction to today's topic, mate. Today's topic, we are talking about getting our first dogs that are just ours, you know? Not the family dog. No. Your own dog. Your own. Purchased your own. Yeah. Looked after your own. We're going to talk about <laughs> doing it all on your own. How, Single parent. How it all started. Where are we now? The costs. Yep. The joys. The highlights, the lowlights. Great. Great. Fantastic. All right. Well, our little snaggy dog journey. So we both have Dachshunds, which we've mentioned previously. Um, Miniature Dachshunds? Yeah, little mini Dachshunds. Uh, yours is little Kev. Little, Kevin Snoop Rudolph. Little Red Sos. Yes. And mine hair. is uh, Brent. Brenny. Bruno, Brontley, Bruno, Bronson, Bruno, <laughs> Buini. Uh, and he's a silver dapple, short hair. And basically, we both decided at the same time that we wanted a sausage dog. Would you like to take us back to that moment, mate? Yes, well, <laughs> there we were. Hell, we would have been like 18 years old. Yeah, freshly, like freshly 18. Yeah. Sitting at McDonald's car park. Where we usually were. <laughs> we used to, um, <laughs> funny little story. Um, not many people know this, but one of our favourite things to do when we were 18 was. I think to, it was um, our favourite thing. <laughs> yeah. It was the number one activity. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. I feel like we did this together more than like anything else that we did together. Yeah. So we used to just, um, <laughs> it sounds it's so strange. We used to just park up in the Macca's car park. Like reversed up. Like reversed like against, the, against the hedge. Against yeah. the So you could see like the entrance and you could see the drive through. You could see the whole car park. The whole picture. It was just a story. It was a little storybook in front of us. Yeah. And then we just lights off, kick back. <laughs> it was really weird. With a frozen Coke or something. Yeah. And we went then... through the DT. <laughs> <laughs> We'd sit there for like probably a good couple of hours and yeah. just watch. Chat observe yeah and like something always happened something entertaining would always happen like someone crazy would come through the car park like or there'd be like (laughs) a big group of kids like with a boom box or like a drug deal or (laughs) you just never know what was about to happen we called it lad watch yeah you're like mate want to go for a lad watch (laughs) yep no worries like you would even do things as extreme as come and pick me up which was like almost an hour away from like you, where the Maccas that we would sit oh, yeah. at. Yeah. Um, if I couldn't be bothered driving or something, like I had my license. But I remember you coming up to my house and picking me up late at night and things like that. It was just like... Because you know. loved driving around and you loved just being out. Yeah. And I was very much like, I'm lazy, but I definitely am up for a lad watch. Yeah. 
Because it was always so late at night as well. Yeah. It was usually like post 11 p.m. Oh, sometimes. I feel like maybe 10. Yeah. Because I feel like we would get like a pizza or something potentially prior to the light watch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Really good. Great times were had. Great times. We just like talk, talk crap. Yeah. Watch what's going on. Yeah. I just... Me and you, we both love people watching. Yeah. You learn so much about people <laughs> by just sitting back, not speaking, and just watching and taking it in. Yeah. And, like, just the way, like, from the little things, like, how people walk to how other people interact with other people to how they drive their cars or how they ride their bikes <laughs> or how they ride their scooters or how they put their rubbish in the bin or how they throw their rubbish out of their window or, like... I don't know. It's just so interesting. Yeah. Especially people that are going into McDonald's because that's like, you know, very specific demographic. <laughs> yeah. At that time of night mention, in that area. So it, was the, it was the McDonald's we both worked at. And yeah. we mentioned this in the other podcast, but it was right next to a police station and right next to a train station. So yeah. there was a lot of foot traffic. Yeah. It was like a really weird mix. Yeah. And like not a great area. No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of where it all began. Yeah. Um, and then I think we were just talking and like, I don't know why we were so interested in sausage rolls. Like we never, I never really knew anyone that had one. No, no, I didn't know. And I barely met any. Yeah. Same. Like I don't just. I think we just thought it was like a funny looking dog. Yeah. So we were like, oh yeah, let's both. And we we're kind of like, let's both get one. And then yeah. we were sitting inside at Macca's one day and we just decided, like, randomly, we just, the name Kevin came up. And then I was like, yeah, like, that's my sausage dog's name, Kevin yeah. Snoop Rudolph. Because <laughs> the singer, Kevin Rudolph. Yeah, because we always listen to that song, um, Let, it uh, Rock. Let It Rock. Let It Rock. And <laughs> that's Kevin Rudolph and Lil Wayne. So I was like, well, I have to name mine Brent if I get one. It's just what I want to name my sausage dog. Mm. And then I was like, Brent Lil Wayne. Big Kev Snoop Rudolph. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Uh, um, and, that, and it was decided. Yeah. And I had to like clear it with my family because it had always been because we moved house all the time. You're not allowed a dog because it's unfair on the dog orbs. I don't know. I think dad just said things because he didn't want himself to have the responsibility of a dog that he didn't want. Yeah. Um, and then... Because I was 18, they were moving to a house that they decided was more of a long-term house for them. Um, and it was like, he he always said no because he didn't know if we'd move to a property that didn't have enough land. And he's like, it has to be one acre minimum for you to be allowed <laughs> to have a dog. That was like the rule. So as soon as we were moving to this house, me and um, my stepmom, we were <laughs> we spent so long looking at dachshunds. Like I just remember sitting on the couch. Like once it became like, okay, we're moving to this house. If you want to pay for it, look after it, and it's your responsibility forever, then you can get the dog. And I, this was the most amazing news in the world. <laughs> so it became real, and I was actually looking at dogs. And you, so you moved a little bit because I had to wait till we moved into the house. Yeah. Um. Whereas you, in your situation, were able to pretty much do it straight, straight away as soon as I found a dog. Yeah. So, yeah, I, because I was living with Ryan and Ryan's family at this time, and they'd never had a family dog, but they they all love animals, mm-hmm. and they kind of always said they wanted a dog, but I don't know, they just never had a dog. So, they were like, yeah, like, of course, like, get a dog. And I was like, all right, like, easy, done. <laughs> like, at that point, I was like, I don't know, 19, 18, 19. Yeah. And I was just like, if someone said yes, I was just doing it, and I didn't really think... At that point, I'm not thinking, oh, this is a 15-year commitment or mm. whatever. But I just went on online and I went on Facebook and I'm pretty sure I just searched Dash Hounds yeah. for sale or something. And I found this breeder on Facebook and contacted him. And, yeah, he had a litter of, he had a litter of four. Three of them were girls and one was a boy. And I, I knew I wanted a boy. Mm. Um, so I got the boy and that's Kevin. And I remember you really wanted a boy and I was not fussed on having a boy or a girl. Yeah. And you're like, mate, you need a boy dog. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't understand. And now I understand. Like now yeah. in my head, like, 
I'm so glad. Little Brenny. Great Little night. Brenny. <laughs> because you were... Were you, gonna, were you on the wait to get a girl? Yeah, so uh, there was a girl that was born that was going to be mine. Yes, and from I, the same breeder that I got Kevin from. Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to have to change the name. And I was going to call it Jerry with an I. J-E-double-R-I. So, just everyone, just so you can clarify, she was going to call a female dog Jerry. Yeah, that's fine. I know a female named Jerry. I hate it. <laughs> Geraldine! Oh. Jerry! It's a no, thing. I'm not a fan. Anyway. I like the name, but anyway. Um, uh, she died. So <laughs> let me just drop that in There's there. There's no way of saying it like nicely. So, how um, was that communication with the breeder? It was very, well, I hadn't heard from the breeder. And um, obviously things weren't going well and they give the update when they can. But also breeders are usually pretty busy and inundated with messages, especially when it's such a popular breed like that. And I think another important thing to note before we go any further is to make sure that if you are getting a dog to do your research into the breeder. And if you can make sure you go there yourself or that, you know, someone that has been there before so that you can say that you're getting them from a good source, a Mm. breeder that does everything ethically and, you know, properly because it's an awful thought to think that you're supporting uh puppy farming or someone who's not treating them the way that they deserve to be treated yes so i think that's like one of the most important things is do your research and don't jump into something straight away make sure you know all of the information and i think if i was to get another dog now knowing what i know i would probably just adopt even and and wouldn't be so specific on the breed that i want just because Mm. I feel like I know more now and it's yeah, probably good, not yeah. essential to get a dog that's being bred when there's so many beautiful dogs without homes. Um, so I think like it's an important thing to think through what your priorities are. And obviously like getting a puppy is an amazing experience and that puppy is already born. So obviously it deserves a home, but the more you support that over shelter dogs, the more dogs that will be bred and born. So it's, you know, it's a tough one. But it's just something to think about. I just had to say it before we got too far in because I wanted to make sure I'd, you know, highlighted that as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, so uh, unfortunately little Jerry passed away. <laughs> um, and I laugh, but it's not funny. It was awful. It was really sad. Um, but I'm not good at that sort of thing. And I, um, yeah, and I always laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's a really unfortunate habit that I <laughs> cannot get out of. Um yeah, so that was sad. Um, and then I came across Brent, this little, this tiny little dapple puppy who was just insanely cute. Um, and I remember I messaged the breeder and because I refused to, like, if I was able to go and see it before I bought it, that's like what I was doing. Like, mm. I didn't want to um, not meet it. Um and so I remember I was like, Britt, I've found the dog. <laughs> She's like, great. Like, are you free tomorrow? <laughs> You're like, uh, why? And I was like, do you feel like coming on a road trip to Golden? <laughs> this was like a nine hour drive. Yeah. Or 10 hour drive. So next morning, bright and early. We jump into it Macy. No, it wasn't the next morning. We went late at night. Remember? We went And we drove overnight. You're right. And we got to her house, the breeder's house. We got there at like 11 a.m. or something. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was in this like farmland. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. We remember roll up to the property. <laughs> remember we were driving along and you were asleep. I was having a quick nap. Emma was driving. And we'd been, like, empty on petrol for... We're driving my car as well. So Emily was just kind of like, you know... (laughs) Cruising along. And the light comes on. And I was like, oh, it's all right. Petrol station will come up soon. That's okay. (laughs) And then, like, it's been, oh, 20 minutes. No petrol stations come up. I'm like, oh, this is getting a bit concerning. (laughs) And I, like, hadn't woken you. And you wake up. And then I'm like, uh, we've been on empty for quite some time. You're like, well, what? And we just had to keep rolling until we found a petrol station. And we yeah. did, and it was fine, but that was a little bit worrying. Uh, <laughs> check that sort of stuff earlier and fill up before you get low. <laughs> uh, that's my tip. Um, yeah, so we, we headed up. We got there in the morning after a big night out. <laughs> 
Big trip. Um, met little Brunny. That was an interesting experience meeting mm. the breeder. Uh, I think that's all we'll say to that. <laughs> um, unique. Unique yes. experience. Um, but Brunny was just the most adorable little blue-eyed little cutie guy ever. Um, and then two weeks later... You Bruno drove up again. <laughs> there you go again. Yeah, I got the officer. I drove up and... Um, <laughs> Uh, three other friends came with me. Who was it? Shout out Saran, Maya, friend Mac. of the show, Mac. <laughs> was that all? Yeah. Three of you. Was it? Yeah. One. Oh, and me. I knew. Yeah. Four. <laughs> good, good. Glad you cleared that up. Um, yeah, so four of us in my car. And, oh, I just, the cutest thing. So we pick up Brenny. He gets given to me, hand the handover. Under the ram in Goulburn. Everyone knows the giant ram near the McDonald's. <laughs> Just under the ram. I get given Brent. It's the best thing. And um, we're on the drive back and we had to stop over at the dog in the tucker box to get a photo of me, Brent, and the dog on the tucker box. So I got that photo. I'll put it up on the Instagram at having a yarn dot podcast. <laughs> um, uh, we'll put up photos of baby Brenny and baby Kirby. Yes. Um, and, yeah, so we get the photo with the dog on the tucker box and we're driving along and Brenny does his first little vomit. <laughs> and he's sitting on Maya with his head up on her shoulder and he just vomits in her hair. <laughs> nice little grassy vomit. <laughs> um, but, no, he was so good the whole drive back. He just napped and did that little vomit. Other than that, he was just a little, little sweetie. He had, like, three other people in the car to give him constant cuddles. So he was pretty happy about that. Um, but yeah, that's my getting Brent experience. Yes. Very good. Mine was quite different. I was the first one to meet Kevin. I'll just put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin came from New, like Sydney, New South Wales. Yep. And I, like at that point I didn't have the time and like pretty much the time or money to go up and like just to see him. Yeah. And it was I think it was further up than Goulburn, so yeah, it was like a, just a massive drive as well. So I was like, I, I I don't know if it's a risk, but a lot of people like get their pets flown down yeah. by interstate. Um, so I like obviously bought Kevin and organized the breeder organized for him to come down via plane, and they use this company called Jet Pets. Yeah, <laughs> and so they get this little like carrier and stuff, and they um going to the plane I guess and then we picked him up from this like place or terminal I don't know what it's called near Melbourne airport yeah um it's like the jet pets place where they get dropped off and we were sitting in the waiting room we got there a bit early and Emily came with us with Ryan and I we were sitting in the waiting room for like quite a while just like waiting for him to come out waiting for him to come out and then I needed to go to the toilet so I go quickly go to the toilet me and Ryan go together and as soon as we go to the toilet, they bring Kevin out. Lady the room. She's like, this is Kevin. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, Kiwi. I'm your Auntie Emily. I will love you the most. And it just, I mean, just trotting. Like, he's so, like, timid and, like, yeah. he's such a little baby. Just trots out and just looking around, like, who are these people? Where I'm am so I? so happy. So happy. And yeah, I'll upload a few photos of that too. I literally, as soon as I saw him, because I'd never seen, this was the first sausage dog that we'd ever yeah. seen, like as a puppy. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it when I saw him that he was like actually mine and actually like real. Yeah. Because I'd never met him as well. And I just like bawled my eyes out because I was just so emotional and so happy. And yeah. there's photos of me just like holding him like with tears rolling down my face. Mm. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that was quite funny. Of course, of course, he bloody comes out when, yeah, when we go like, for the two minute toilet break. What can I say, Kev? Get used <laughs> to this, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah that was, was a so bit nice. of a different experience. Yeah. Um, and then we just like drove him home, and yeah, that was that. That was part that. of the family. Little Fit coon. right in. Little... <laughs> um, I was gonna say as well. Another note before I forget is. That when we were deciding on getting Dachshunds, like another important bit of research is um, the fact that you can get this thing called IVDD, which is a really bad back issue. And it means that some of them end up not being able to walk 
they need a lot of medical care and surgery and things like that in um, in their life and that's a big possibility but one of the the factors is that if you get a miniature rather than a standard they've sort of bred out some of the genes I think it's some of the genes that help create IVDD in a dachshund because they're not as long and big and not yeah. they're not as heavy this, yeah. as the standard and so um, like it's so important to have um, accessible houses for Dachshunds so they're not using stairs, they're not jumping off things. It's really hard because some of them are naturally really jumpy but you are supposed to do everything you can to stop them from jumping because long term it's really bad for them and it could be obviously really awful for the dogs to have to live their lives not being able to do the things that they love, like going for big walks and – well, not big walks, but normal walks and things like that. But also really expensive if you do have to get the surgery um, mm. and have to look after a dog that essentially has wheels instead of legs. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, like, a big part. I know definitely for me when I was researching as to whether, like, it was a good thing to get a miniature dash hand um, and whether it's ethical – but I think as long as you do all the right things, they can live a long and happy life, hopefully, mm. without getting it. Um, but yeah, that's just an important thing to be aware of. Also, make like it's important that you they're not overfed, mm. like they maintain a healthy weight because of that back issue as well. Like yeah. you don't want any excess weight on their spine and back. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also with that as well, make sure like. I would just suggest anyone that gets a puppy to get pet insurance straight away. Just, mm. just in case you never know what's going to happen. I know Emily's used it a few times. Yeah. So, um, Brenny's one of those dogs who's like prone to just getting himself in silly situations. So we'll just quickly gloss over the bad situations Brent's gotten himself into. <laughs> so as a puppy, um, Brent tripped my dad over and my dad is six foot six. So, so tall. And, Brent ran through his legs, tripped him over. My dad fell over onto Brent and broke, like pretty much snapped his leg, broke his leg. Um, so we had to take Brent to the vet where he had to have surgery and stay in hospital. And just to give you a bit of an idea, that was about $7,000 all up to get him better. Um, and as well as that, it was like six weeks of him having to essentially be in a crate through this like time where he's meant to be learning and mm. getting good habits and being trained and things like that. And he had to, he wasn't allowed to move unless he was on a lead after a couple of weeks, he was allowed to go out for little walks in the backyard and things, yeah. um, because it was a pretty big surgery that he had to have. Um, so having pet insurance, I'm so glad we did because that's a massive like it was a massive help like I think it came down to I think it came down to like two thousand dollars or something that's so good. once we got the money back from the insurance um yeah. which is so helpful um and accidents can happen like that was a complete accident he's just a puppy he didn't obviously mean to trip dad over he no. was just excited to see him and dad could not have helped that situation he couldn't have done anything any differently um so it's just one of those things. Having insurance is so important. Mm. Um, as well as that, Brent loves sticks. And one time <laughs> he was chewing on a stick and I got home. I'd been out all day. He's chewing on this stick and it's so small that he manages to get it lodged at the back of his throat, like right at the back, to the point that he can't like shut his mouth properly. And I get home and he's drooling. He can't like like move his jaw properly. And I, like, try and look, and he's, like, growling when I'm trying to look into his mouth because he's obviously stressed. Mm. So I take him straight to the vet, and they have to put him under <laughs> um, to take this stick out, which is just typical Brent. And then another time he was chewing on – because he just rips through all toys and consumes them. And he'd obviously – I think he'd gotten to a harness, and he chewed off the – you know the clip, the plastic clips that are on the side of the harness? Oh. And the bit – that the clip goes into, he'd gotten stuck over the back teeth in his mouth. So again, he couldn't shut this. his mouth properly. I took him to the vet. While I was at the vet, I was trying to get it out um, because they had like an emergency surgery and they were like, look, like he can like, because of the way his mouth is at the moment, it might be a really long way if you're really, because they couldn't even see the thing. And yeah. I knew it was there because I'd been able to look, but for them to look, it's like, 
they have to put him under because he doesn't let them do it because yeah. he gets angry. So I was like, I know it's there. They can't see it. There's nothing they can do at the moment because there's an emergency and they need to save a dog. This isn't going to kill Brent. It's just like obviously really annoying him. Yeah. So I take him back home and then like I get him really calm and I manage to flick it off. It's like right at the back. So I was really worried about him swallowing it. Yeah. If I got it out, that was my main concern. That's why I didn't want to do it myself. Yeah. Um, but I managed to flick it out towards, like, it took a while. I think um, Donna and I were sitting there for a while and I got it out. But that was just so annoying. <laughs> um, and I know there's been a few other little things, like, oh. when he um, got the chicken bone and he just, like, swallowed it whole. Yeah. Oh, and the great. sausage. He ate sausage. Oh, yeah, and he ate some sausage <laughs> and he was just not well. <laughs> Because, like, they're not – those like, dogs aren't meant to have things like that because it messes with their stomach, but he just re- – you know, he wasn't well. Um, There's been a few incidents. Yeah, and then, like, my parents also have another dog called Jimmy who's a sausage dog. He's a chocolate dapple. And one time he, like, hurt his foot or something. It wasn't that bad. We took him to the vet to get it checked out. And they gave him some pain medication. He had a reaction to the pain medication. We're on the way home. All of a sudden his eyes – are like spinning into the back of his head. He starts vomiting, but he's not like with it. Like he's not like lit conscious. Yeah. Um. So we're like whipping straight back to around. the twenty four seven vet to um, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, he's having an allergic reaction to the oh, medication." So they have to like reverse it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then um, and my parents' other dog, Dusty. He always tries to eat bees so his little face swells up and so Jimmy does it too. Um, but yeah, they're they're a bit of a nightmare. Beautiful, but they get themselves into some situations, which mm. is a bit of a pain. Um, so get insurance. Yes, that's yeah. the And because if you're not insured from the beginning and little things happen, then if you get the insurance afterwards, they're not going to be covered for it. Yeah, especially that make sure it your insurance does cover IVDD as yeah. well, just for future just need just protecting yourself because if you get it from the start and it covers that then like it if your dog does need it in the future it's going to save you a lot of money yeah and it's just the responsible thing to do so that you have peace of mind as well because you'd hate to be in the situation where your dog needs the treatment and you can't afford it and the money is the thing that stops you from getting them help exactly um Um, and there's heaps of there's heaps of pet insurance companies i think we're with pet pet insurance australia yeah and i'm with rspca um and it's like it's i think we pay like just over 40 dollars a month yeah insurance so you can get really reasonable prices yeah so do it do it don't do think it. do something <laughs> mum would say uh, um let's talk about how much uh they each cost us like the, just the purchase price yeah just the purchase price of the animal yeah i feel like it's quite interesting it's definitely changed from when we got them i yeah. think I got Kevin, we both got our dogs in like 2016. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're both four now. Mm. Um, and back then the average price for them was, I would say around two grand. Yeah. And they weren't as popular then as either. So the demand is a lot higher now, I think. Yeah. They were still popular, but they weren't as much as they are now. Yeah. So I think the average was maybe two grand. Um, keep in mind that long-haired ones are always more expensive mm. and like dapple colored ones are more expensive too i'm pretty sure yeah. even different colors like i remember when i was looking at the breeder that i got kevin from he he had a black and tan one and he also had a chocolate chocolate tan yeah they were a bit more expensive than just the plain red smooth head yeah yeah so um that's just something to keep in mind that diff- they'll charge different for depending on the colours and things. Yeah. Um, and also double dapple as well. Yeah. So the important thing to remember is like double dapple is really, really dangerous. Like you can't um, – something you've got to look for is to make sure that your breeder isn't breeding two dapple dachshunds together. Yeah. Because what happens is you get a puppy – which is called a double dapple and they can be um, blind. They can be deaf. They have all sorts of really awful issues. Um, So that's something you want to make sure that your breeder isn't doing because that's a really solid sign that they're not a good breeder and you don't want to support that because it's really awful that 
people do this for money. They're yes. just doing it because they're selfish and they want money. Um, also, if you're worried about if it's a reputable breeder, there is a few sites that you can look for for registered. Make sure they're a registered breeder as well. Yeah. Um, you can just like go on. I can't remember the name, but yeah, you can just search for the dog and it'll give you a list of yeah breeders that are registered. Super important. Yeah. Um, but back to the cost. Mm. Sorry, I just thought of that while we were yes in the middle of it and thought that's key. That's key. Key. Point. Um, so I paid twelve hundred for Kevin, which back then was that's... even back then was so cheap. That's so cheap. Um, and then I think I paid to get him flown down as well. So like the transport was like 200 or something dollars to get him flown down, which again, isn't even that bad considering nowadays. Um, and then Brent, I paid three and a half thousand for Brent. Um, and he's the silver dapple. So he was a little bit different. And he also, um, at the time his dad was a long hair, red, and his mum was a um, black and tan short hair. And so there was the possibility that his hair might be a little bit longer. Um, so that's why the price was up a little bit higher as well. And his hair is definitely longer than Kevin's, but yeah. it's still not a long hair. So um, but it's a nice, it's a nice little, it's like a little, I like it. It, it suits the color that he has. Whereas with Kevy, I think it's cute that he's so bald. Mm, he's he's a little balding chest. So bald. <laughs> so cute. Um, but so yeah, yeah. when like, you compare that, like, <laughs> Um, when my parents got theirs, so they got uh, Jimmy a month after I got Brent. So they're pretty much the same pricing. And then they got Dusty a a year later. Um, Yeah, and he was also a dapple. And then they got Dusty, who's a long-haired dapple, a year later. And it was probably about $500 more or something. I don't know the exact price, but um, it had slightly gone up because he was a long hair. And then you compare that to some people who – who get them at the moment and they can be paying, you know, oh. upwards of 5,000. Yeah. Depending on what, what type. It usually starts at about 4,000 for a short hair red at the moment. Does it really? Depending on where you're, if you're 4, getting it from 000. like a reputable breeder, it's oh like the price has gone quite up. And then if you're going into long hair, it can be as much as like 6,000. Yeah. And then if you start getting into like a cream. Yeah. Yeah. Quite expensive. Cream is very like I feel like I you barely see cream. It's one of those that it's is quite, very yeah unique limited yeah. Um, there's but a few colorings that are unique, but friend of the show Michaela, she has a long haired chocolate um, dachshund named Archie. Yes, and she just got a little puppy, which is a long haired cream named yes. Poppy. Uh, so we now have a snake family of six. Two, six, four, six. Yeah, six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And we'll put that photo. We have a photo of the five of them before Michaela got Poppy. Yeah. So we'll put that up on the Instagram as well so you can see them all together. Um, so cute. They're all so different. It's so great. Yeah. Like, oh, we should touch on the personality as well. Of yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, where it costs. Yeah, so... Just keep in mind, nowadays, you're probably looking at over $4,000 if you want a miniature dash down. But even that being said, I know friends that have bought like Cavoodles and just other like, you know, mixed breeds as well. And they're charging like $3,000, $4,000 as well. When the demand is there, they can really up the pricing. Yeah. And especially at the moment because of COVID, there's like, there's actually really long wait lists to get a dog because lots of people have been getting puppies because yeah. they have the time. Yeah. Um, which is good and bad, but, you know. Yeah. Hopefully they don't end up at the shelter is all I'm saying. <laughs> when people realise they don't have that much time when COVID's yeah. over. Yeah, that's the thing as well. I think some people underestimate the time and effort mm. you need to give puppies. Yeah. Like... It's been so long since Kevin was a puppy and you kind of forget, like, because Mac, friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> she's had Poppy now for, how long has she had Poppy? Oh, like a month. A month. And, like, she's just so energetic yeah. and just, 
I just remember never sleeping when I had Brent because yeah. he just like whined through the night. I could never, or he'd wake me up at 5am every morning. Like that was an issue for me for a really long time. Like he was a, he was a hard work as a puppy. Hard. I mean, he's still a hard work adult dog. <laughs> he's quite demanding. But you forget that like, I know it's not a baby, but yeah, you also can't just leave it. Like you no. need to watch them because they can get themselves into things or yeah. choke on something or... Okay, Brent. Um, who knows? Doing these but things. I think to something to keep in mind that if you get a puppy, I would suggest taking a few weeks off in the beginning to really like take care of it and yeah. be there for it because there are a lot of there are a lot of effort at the start. Yeah, I took a week off at the start. Yeah, and like that was enough. Yeah, but it just depends, and it depends on how like puppy proofed your house is as well. Yeah, because and they I- just chew everything. Yeah. And also, it also, like, it depends on your situation. Obviously, everyone's different, but mm. it depends, you know, do you live by yourself? Do you yeah. live with just a partner? Do you live with parents and yeah. other siblings or whatever? And mm. they can all help out when you're not there or... Yeah. So, yeah, just something to keep in mind. Yeah, I was working a lot of nights then and my parents worked during the day, so they'd get home. So it was like, if he was on his own, it was like for two, three hours max. Yeah. Um, so it was all right, and yeah. that was good for him to learn from an early age that you do have to be on your own sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the house, like, it was very catered to a puppy <laughs> to make sure that he was safe. And we had, like, pens and things so that, um, like, he wasn't outside on his own. In the beginning, he had a pen inside and, like, plenty of space because he was so tiny. Yeah. Um, but got a lot of outside time. So, yeah, you just got to make sure you got the right setting for the little duke. Um what did you say we needed to talk about? A personality. Yes. So they're all so different. They're all okay, common common characteristics. I would say they're all pretty stubborn. Yeah, very stubborn. And a little bit mischievous. Yeah. Like they're a bit sneaky. They're and they're cheeky as well. Yeah. They all like and like I feel like they get mistaken for being dumb dogs. They're actually mm. really smart dogs. They know exactly what they're doing. But they just like Kevin knows the command sit, he knows shake, he knows yeah. drop, spin. But Even like, knows spin now, thanks yeah. to you guys. <laughs> like, but he'll, like, Kevin will decide when he wants to be. Oh, if there's nothing in it for Kev. Yeah. Why would he? Like, it's That's just, smart they're thing. so cheeky like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And some of them are, also, some of them are big diggers because they were bred for hunting. Yeah. And like burrowing. And um, because they sent his everything to a dash on, like, they're real big scent dogs. So yeah. sometimes, like I always say, like if I can see them, I call it on the sniff when they're just like, and they're like trailing with their nose outside or something. I'm like, Brent's on the sniff again. Where's he <laughs> off to? <laughs> it's like his nose is leading him to something good. It's really funny. Um, but like once they're on the sniff, like if you had them off lead somewhere and they're on the sniff, it's the sort of dog that you're not getting back. No. <laughs> like they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> Um, if it's if it's a good enough scent yeah um but yeah so different but like they're common characteristics but then individually they're also different so different like brent is it's like he's a retired 70 year old until he goes into an aggressive spin because he's barking at something and then it's like he's so youthful again you know um where kevin's just on alert, on lookout. He's like Constantly. the watchdog. He's the watchman. He's always he watching, sits waiting. On the couch, watching. Like this is another thing. They're they're pretty yappy. Like mm. they are yappy dogs. I feel like there's no way to get around the yappiness. Like mm. some some do more than others. It's hilarious when you're outside and you go past another sausage dog owner and they're like, oh, classic Dachshund. <laughs> like, they just and understand. Like, you apologize and, like, it's fine. Oh, I have a Dachshund. <laughs> you're like, oh, phew. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, like, they are. And it's not even, like, some of them aren't suit. Like, Brent's not yappy. He has the bark of a Rottweiler. Oh, yeah. But he deep barks a lot. When he, like, he does it when he's playful. Yeah. He does it when he's barking at something. He does it when he's angry. He well, does it when he's when excited. <laughs> yeah. But he also does his seal call, which is incredible. Oh, Brent. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's an accurate, yeah. accurate representation of and Brent's seal call. Do you remember when him and Kev used to do Sos Chat? Oh. And Kev would open his mouth and he'd be like, 
And Brent was like, <laughs> and they just like in each other's mouths. Yeah, so weird. So you're talking to each other. Uh, so funny. So funny. But I feel like that it's just like they know they just have this like SOS community. Like, yeah. They need another SOS. It's like they, they just know. act. Differently, yeah. I don't know. It's like they act like natural snags, whereas when they meet another dog, they're on complete defense. Yeah, like you and Kevin just get so aggressive until they know them. Yeah, and once they know them, it's fine. Yeah, Um, but in the beginning, like they'll accept a snag dog, but they won't accept a. Another breed. And I don't know if that's like that for everybody else who has Dachshunds or if it's just our yeah. community <laughs> our of snacks. Community, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's so funny. So funny. So funny where we've gotten to with the snacks. Yeah. But they're all, all six of them that we know are yeah. so, so different. Yeah, so different. But they're all so great, like, yeah. in their own way. Yeah. And they all just really match the owner. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they, like, really mould the owner. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there is no dog more perfect for me than Brent. Like, yeah. he is... He's the one. He's the one. And same as Kevy for you. He's a little coo. Yeah. A little coo, man. And Archie, he's just like... He's, he's very Archie nice, boy. Isn't he? Yeah. Jimmy's very dad. Dusty's yeah. very Donna. <laughs> I don't know who Poppy is yet. She's still a young sis. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, and it'll be interesting as well because... We've had just five boys for the last few years, yeah. and this is Max Dog, new puppy, Poppy, is the first girl, Sos, in the mix. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see when she grows up how she socializes with the boys. Yeah. The boys. The boys. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, all right, next point. What are we up to? I think we're done. Are we? Yeah. Where are we now, mate? We just said where we are. We're here. We've covered that. <laughs> We're right here. We've moved out. Well, yeah, from the beginning when we got the dogs, we've both moved out. Yeah, we've gone through different houses, we took them, different living taken situations. Them with us. Yeah. Brent's lived with a cat. Yeah. Kevin's lived with. Kevin actually lived with Archie. Max and two dog. cats. And he's lived with two cats as well. And so. Brent. Yeah. It's been through it all. Poor dog. I just feel like they're just a great dog. Like. They're lo- like for they're me, really they're loyal. low maintenance. They're lo- lo- loyal. Yeah, lo- 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 low maintenance. Lo- 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 loyal. <laughs> Super um, loyal dogs. Yeah, and they're so just cuddly. They're so beautiful. They're just beautiful. They are, and they're always so excited to see you. Yeah, makes me so happy. Yes, Brent's the highlight of my every day. Oh mate, Touches I love that heart. little guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Mm. I think that wraps up the it, mate. All right. It's been nice. Yeah, it's been great. All right. Welcome, mate. Welcome. <laughs> See you gotcha. now. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, please um, jump on to at podcast. Let us know what you think. Tell us about your dog stories. Yes. Uh, or if you if have, have a sausage questions. dog or if you're looking at getting a sausage dog. Yeah. If you have any questions. Yeah, let us shoot know. Shoot us a DM. Um, and if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please please give us a like or a comment or subscribe or, you know, a rating. Do all the things. All the things. All the things. Uh, We really appreciate everyone that tunes in every week to listen. Yeah. The Yarnas. The The Yarnas. The loyal (laughs) Yarnas. You know who you are. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. And good night. No, thank you. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) See you. Good night. See you.